Yeah, you can start. You can start. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do we have to agree on what to say on one says praise the Lord? So that we say one thing. We want to have us say praise the Lord. What does hallelujah mean? Praise the Lord. So praise the Lord means how should people respond? Amen. Amen. Let it be so. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <laughs> so praise the Lord, hallelujah, be good. Okay, good. All right. Um, I I feel so happy to come in uh, to come here and. Uh, talk to you this afternoon. Um, it's very, very important that you listen to these words of mine today. I, I sense a very strong anointing right now, very strong anointing. And uh, mostly when this happens, it means there's a work that the Lord wants to done. So uh, you know what the anointing is, you know, to enable you to do what the Lord wants you to do. Hallelujah. So today you're going to receive grace to, you know, do what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Amen. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I came here with some tools for you to just help you um, in this assignment that the Lord has, has given us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I have so much to say, but I have very little time, so I'm not trying to think how I can just compress um, these things. First things first that I want to talk about is I want to let you know that this church is going very far. This church is going very far, and what I'm here to do is I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you. Why to encourage you? Because uh, people who are going far need to be encouraged. Hallelujah. The journey, when the journey is long, you need to be encouraged. Where do we see that? Uh, go to the book of 1 Kings 19, verse 7. Very quick, very quick. I want someone to read for me. What does it say? Just give me the seven. First Kings 19 verse 7. Mm-hmm. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Come again. And Did the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Arise and eat, because the journey is too great. Is that what the Virgin says? Other Virgin says, because the journey is far. Eat, be encouraged, 
because where you're going is far. Every time uh, uh, you are about to send people in a far place, they need to be encouraged. Every time when people are going very far, they need to be encouraged. And I've come here today to bring that encouragement. I've come first of all to confirm and affirm that as a church, we are going very, 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 very far. How do we know that we're going very far? It's very simple and straightforward. Number one, God has never produced a failure. God has never produced a failure. That's number one. How so? God created everything. Everything that we see came from Him. He's the source of everything. And today, He spoke once to the plants to grow, and they are still growing even today. His voice is still receptive in the plants they are producing. The command is still there for them to grow. Anything that you look around that God has ever produced, there's no such a thing as, as failure. And why then do people fail in life? People fail because of ignoring principles. There are principles that guide successes in different areas of life. Hallelujah. Say so for example, there are principles. If you if you wanted to grow in areas of finances, for example, there are principles that God has said. He said, do this and this will happen. In that moment, when you do the thing that God has asked you to do, you don't even have to look up to him again to say, okay, Lord, now with the growth, you know, it's a principle. A principle has got a predicted end. It means when you do what you're supposed to do, when you, when you, when you, what's the word, what's the word, what's the word? When you act, there's a reaction always to a principle. Hallelujah. So you need to understand those things. Bible in the book of Philippians 1 lets us know how that he that has begun the good Thank you. 
But look at what God does. What does God do? God does not say, okay, fine, Moses, you stay there. I'm going to pick another person who can talk. That's not what God did. But God said, okay, fine, I'll bring this one, and I'm going to bring that one, and then I'm going to bring that one. So meaning in areas that you cannot do well, I have these guys, but I have chosen you. I have appointed you because you are the carrier of this thing. You need to understand that when it comes to God, um, there are certain things that cannot be delegated with God. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go ahead of myself. There's so much to say, but I'm looking at time. I have very, very limited time. But what I'm talking to you about is this. Is that when God has given vision, there will always be provision. You will have to he will provide the things that are necessary for the vision to grow. Hallelujah. So, for this work to move forward, there will have to be trainings, uh, which will, uh, this, what I'm talking about, will lead me to the next point, which is discipleship. You have to become, for the work of God to grow, you will have to become a disciple and not a church member. There's a difference. A church member comes and goes, a disciple stays. A disciple knows what the church is, where it is, and where it's going. A church member does not know that. A church member comes to church for miracles. A disciple comes to church for work. They are the ones who set the stage for the miracles to happen. There's a difference. So if you will always come to church just to see what is happening, then you are still a member. You will have to grow and become a, a disciple. There has to be... Uh, if you read about Moses, you will not... You can't read about Moses and not hear about Joshua. You can't read about Moses and not hear about Aaron. You can't read about Moses and not hear about Caleb. One time, um, Moses just walks to Joshua and says, prepare for war. Mo uh, Moses did not start telling Joshua, hey Joshua, you see, I want you to pick that one and that one and that one and that one and then put them together. And... No, Joshua was the one selecting people who are going for No, that's a disciple. A disciple knows what to do, with who to do it with and when to do it. When there's a word, when the, when the word has come, guys, we need to have service at such and such a time. A disciple is not a kind who waits to be called to come to church. He's the one who calls other people to, to, to come to church. Hallelujah. So if the work is going to move forward, we need to have disciples. We need to have disciples. 
Multitudes will leave eventually, or sometimes they do leave, but disciples don't. Let me show you something in the scriptures. Um, go to the book of um, John 6, verse 67. Alright, you can just write it down. There's not much time. I'll explain what happened. So, here's uh, Jesus with multitudes. I know some of you think that Jesus only had 12 disciples. That's not, that's not it. It means you've not completed the, the, the story. He had many disciples. He had many of them. Who remembers the seventh? <laughs> he had many of them. So, one time Jesus is preaching. Why have you laughed? <laughs> 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 Alright, we're going to talk about that. I mean, this is the church service, so we're not going to be good. I can tell you about the mini team. Who knew that Jesus had a music team? Huh? He did. He had a music team. He had a partnership team. The ones that assisted in the areas of finance. He did. So there's so many teams that Jesus, all those were his disciples. Now, here's the thing. One time Jesus is preaching and he preaches a very tough message. And guess what happened? Others left. <laughs> How can you leave Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> they did. And the verse that I've just been giving you now, he asked the ones that remained, he said, are you also going to leave? Yes! That's what happens. This is what happens. Multitudes will leave, but disciples won't. They understand why they are there, and they understand the thing that they're supposed to do while they're there. Hallelujah. Yes, of course, we understand how that um, there's, 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 there's seasons and there's times. So I don't want to go into those things because we don't still don't have time because I want us to finish this thing and then we can... Uh, we can just take a moment to pray, just to have the word settled in our hearts, and then let me move. So, become a disciple. Become a disciple. An adherent follower. One who follows with knowledge. One who understands the things of the Spirit. One who understands what they're supposed to do in that moment. One who is filled and led by the Spirit to know what they're supposed to do in the now. You see, uh, when the church does not have disciples, um, the work will always suffer. How many have ever read in the book of Acts where the apostles Got, got angry. They were moved by spiritual anger. And then they said, What? Should we be? Because they were, you know, as the church was growing and all those kind of things, they were doing everything together, they were worshiping together, they were eating together, and all those kind of things. And it so happened that. The disciples were the ones who were saving food, the apostles. They're the ones who were saving food to the people. And then they 
they said, what, should we be serving tables? They asked. They said, no, 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 no. And then they said, no, where, where we have reached now, we cannot be serving tables. We are supposed to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the world. We cannot come here, serve food, uh, uh, remove the, 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 the tables and prepare everything and then preach the word of God to you and then pray for you again. No, 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 no. They said, no, we cannot do that. And you see, what, what were they saying, in other words, to those people that they were leading? You, they were saying to them, guys, it's time to grow. You see, there's a responsibility that we have which cannot be delegated. So, this other responsibility which can be delegated, we are giving to you now. When you do this, you give us more time to pray. You give us more time to hear what God is saying. You give us more time to be in the Word. So, we are separating the, the thing now. So, every time you meet for fellowship, us, we don't come here to come and prepare the tables and put everything in order and to cook and, and all this kind of thing. No, 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 no. You can do that. Let the people eat cooking, eating and whatnot. Those things are good. But us, we only come to come and minister to you the word of God. And then the Bible says they selected seven anointed and filled with the spirit personnel to start doing that work. So meaning that work was no longer was no longer the, the apostle's duty. Imagine how that you are coming for a church service. You don't even know their church at church. You don't even know where exactly you meet for church. So it means the pastor is supposed to call the venue person, is supposed to make sure that the church is supposed to, you see, the work will not grow. But when there are people who are supposed to do those things, which are the disciples, and this is what we're talking about, which are the disciples, it now gives more time. You see, at the time the pastor is supposed to be praying, and ensuring that the service goes well, he's busy arguing with uh, <laughs> with a venue personnel. And if it's other people, they get agitated. And they will use words like, uh, I had a certain lady, what's the exact word? It's in St. Joseph of Zeeb. I don't think there's such a I don't think it's such a term. <laughs> it means he was not there all the while. Hallelujah. Yeah, so so what, this is what we are talking about now. These, what I'm giving you, are tools. Pastors have got a responsibility which cannot be delegated. Who, who understands what I'm talking about? Okay, let me give you a picture. What I'm talking about, scripture and interpret scripture, right? I've, I've read from, uh, I've shown you from the New Testament. Let me show you something from the Old Testament. Joshua and his team are battling the Amalekites, Israelites, and the Amalekites. They had war. And here is something that I wanted to notice. I'm sure you've read this portion before. Uh, Moses. When Moses lifts up his hands, Joshua and his men are winning. 
But the moment he puts his hands down, they are losing. What is happening there? What's the interpretation? And, and, and Aaron is smart enough in the heart. Because now Moses is touched of his hands lifted up. So they come to help him to ensure that the hands are lifted up. So this means that Joshua is winning, not because he's a gifted soldier. He's winning because there's a force that's coming as a result of Moses lifting up his hand. Now imagine, imagine if Moses was saying, okay, now fine, uh, let me go and walk. They were going to lose because there's no time for him to, 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 to do war. It's not time for the battle for him. He is not, he's not being called for that. So you see what I'm talking about? So it means that the duty that he has is to minister to the Lord. So that duty, it cannot be delegated. I, I, Moses can't go to Joshua and say, okay, you see, uh, I want you to convince God for me, okay? Why do you need God for me? I'll be here making sure that I do this. No, 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 God will not hear that. More Aaron, for the longest time, was the one who was speaking. He was the one who was speaking to Pharaoh. He was the one, but why was he getting the word? The word was getting from Moses. But when he goes to speak, he never said, Moses told me. <laughs> he said, God. He said, God told me. God said, let my people go. God said, let my people go. So, meaning, um, Aaron was called, specially called, and anointed. Highly anointed for that matter, just to come and sit in the Moses. And his vision was fulfilled, his life was fulfilled for being where he was supposed to be. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's many people who have not come to a place where they understand and realize the blessing that comes with submission. Many people always think ah, I can only become big in life when I'm a pioneer of something. If there's this, the sun there, yeah, just pour another chair. So, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. You have to become a disciple in the church. Before pastor calls you, you're the one calling pastor. Pastor, what are we supposed to do today? Pastor, today is Sunday. It means six days from now, it will be another Sunday. Are there some of the things that we can do to ensure that the work moves to ensure that the next Sunday becomes more successful. Then we know we are raising disciples. Do you know another thing that disciples do? Disciples win souls. 
The Bible says we ought to win souls. Now, I want you to notice the term, the tenses, because sometimes we start doing certain things and we don't even understand. Who, who knows? Look at the tense to win a soul. The moment you see the word win, it means there's a battle. The Bible did not say bring souls. It's not like they're just there. <laughs> and then you just, you know, say, hey, hey, come, come, come. It is to win souls. It means it's, it's, it's a battle. You will have to understand what the scriptures have said. Do you know why? Um, well, ministry is neither hard nor easy because it's by the Spirit. So you will have to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. If you feel the same thing about the sun, you might as well know. You will have to understand. Ministry is neither easy nor hard because it's by what? By the Spirit. So you will have to know. Bible lets us know how that the God of this world has blinded the minds. Has blinded the mind of the world. Now, it means that they, they can't just hear your words. It's not that easy per se. But when you do it by the Spirit, it is done by the Spirit and it will be accomplished by the Spirit. You will have to know what to do. So meaning when we talk about winning souls, there has to be an aspect, it's a work, it's a labor. You will have to know what you need to do. You have to be strategic about it. And one thing you can do, one thing that you can do, one thing that is extremely very effective about winning souls is prayer. Is prayer. What do you do when you're praying? What is happening in the spirit when you're praying for a soul to be warned? I don't know if you all understand this, but if you don't understand it now, don't mind. Just speak what you can pick from this meeting and get the audio and listen to it and listen to it. When you pray, okay, the simplest way I can say it is that remember how the Bible says that the God of this, this, this world has blinded many people, has blinded the minds. You see, when the mind is blinded, he has put a veil that they can't see, they can't comprehend what you're talking about if you have not prayed. But when you pray, you unveil and they start seeing things. That's when, that's when they, oh, oh, Bible let us know about Peter. How that um, he preached to 5,000 and 5,000 people gave their life to Christ. Now, when he preached to them, in the end of the preaching, it's them who said, what can we do? Bible lets us know that they were pierced. It means the word of God is sharp. It's able to penetrate. Hallelujah. But for you to make that word effective, you must, you, you must be <laughs> That's why some people call themselves prayer warriors. You, you are praying to win a soul. You are praying to win a soul. You are praying. You see, there's a friend of yours. You know it that this person things are they are not straight about the things of the Lord. You, you say, okay, fine. Now you're not saying it to them. You're saying it to yourself. Wait, wait. You go into your room. Bible says you shut your door. And you call her by name. Say, Lord, this one, come to see your life. If they can't.
they refuse to do. And you say, no, people just, people just don't come. <laughs> what is your problem? What is your problem? You see, no, Pastor, I've been trying to call them. Don't try. You see, God, when God has asked you to do something, just do exactly what He has told you to do. You will have to understand that you are at war. You are at war. That is why, you see, um, very soon in the church, we're going to have uh, a ministry. Uh, it's a department, they say. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name that we're going to give it, but this department is just being titled, just following up people. Making calls the whole week. That's just uh, But you see, we love to give such a department to someone who, who we know that they win souls. Because if we, don't, if we give them to someone who doesn't win souls, they don't understand the value of a soul. But if you've won a soul before, remember I always give you this example when it comes to... Okay, maybe today. Yeah. The, 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 have you ever seen when a, chick, when, when a mother chicken, mother hen, gives birth? To those children. Have you ever seen when you try to touch one? <laughs> it does not matter how big you look like, how you will fight for you to just grab one. For you to just, you, you will fight. You will fight. Why? Because of what it goes through to have those cheeks. Who knows what it goes through? It sits. On the eggs for how long? 21 days. No eating, no water. And after I've gone through what I've gone through, some of you to win a soul. Hey, you 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 be in prayer. You you be in prayer to, to, to the extent where um you, you you what to say has gone. You you can't talk anymore. And then you're just sitting there. You just you know making a sound. <laughs> and then you want the devil in one day. You, you, you spend maybe one month to win a soul, and the devil in one day should steal what you want. Hey, it will not happen. Apostle, Apostle Paul understood this. And when he started talking about um, how that he's praying that Christ should be formed in you, he says, You started in the Spirit. And now, who can finish the verse? Ah. <laughs> you started in the spirit. I wait for you to know. So he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the to his, to his church. Because like what you started and, and what did he do? He went back in prayer. And he started praying that Christ should be formed in them. Should be formed in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. For how long have I been talking? I just thought I'd talk to you for 40 minutes. This is, I think, maybe about 30 minutes. 35. 35? Alright. So, I uh, have 5 minutes. 5 minutes, I'm going to pray. But are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Look, we have a message for us. And I have told you, we will go in front. But for 
for us to go where we're supposed to go, there's a work that we must do. There's a person that you must become. And this is what I'm talking about. You must become a disciple of the church. A, a true, a true blooded someone who is reliable in the things that they do. Hallelujah. In the things that they are. And shut up on the things of God. Knowing what you're supposed to do. You see, when you talk about church, it's not, it's not just something that you, you think about on a Saturday night of your church tomorrow. No, no, no. It's, it's your life. It's your life. This is the thing that you 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 have been born for. You, you were born for this reason. One day, I'm gonna teach you on a subject that I'll call um, the higher calling. There's such a thing as a higher calling, and Paul understood this thing. He, he, he didn't want to pay attention to any but the higher calling. There's some of you, you see, you put your higher calling aside and now you're focusing on everything else other than the higher calling. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I know it's not what I'm talking about now. But here's what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you. Um, when you succeed, in the things of God, you will succeed in any other field. Mm-hmm. Just so that you don't forget. If I get it. When you succeed, and please get the word. When you succeed in the things of the Spirit, in the things of God, you will succeed anywhere else. There is nothing that you can fail ever to do when you succeed in the things of the Spirit. Because when you become spiritual, you, you, are, like, you are like a wind. No one even understands where you're going or where you're coming from. But you're just succeeding by the day. You can't understand the spiritual mind. You can't. They didn't even finish writing the exam. Time finished, but they passed. You, you can't understand the spiritual mind. You, you think you, you are a human being. You can set an exam that a spiritual man can fail to pass. Ah, you, you are a human, you came from, <laughs> your source is spiritual. And you can write, <laughs> and we'll talk about that some other day. It's not what we're talking about, let's not digress. But I just thought I'd give you that point. Just to help you become a true disciple. It's because when you succeed in the things that God said you should succeed in, all these other things, they just come in place. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about it. I'm telling you, when you succeed in the vision that God says you should succeed, I'll tell you this one, also write it down. He who keeps God's vision will be kept by it. He who keeps God's vision will be kept by it. Do you want me to explain this further or you get it? Huh? You get it? Yeah. You have the spirit of God. You just have to get it. 
You just have to get it. I will explain it some other day. But all those points I'm just giving you to just help you become a disciple. Yeah. The other, I've given you the first point. I told you how that I've got a note which is a thing. This is why we're going to make it as a church. This is why we're going far as a church because we are already a success. Hallelujah. We are a success discovering what to do in order to become a more successful church. Hallelujah. And then I'm giving you another, another point which is a serious tool being a disciple. There's a difference between a disciple and being a multitudes. I've given you some of the qualities. There's so much more that I can talk, that I can say about that, but you know, there's so much more. And then the other point that I want to give you that will help the church and just you to um, to to progress in life is this. Let's start by reading what the Bible says. But if you're writing, writing down, let's say Believe in your man of God. Believe. That verse. Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. I want, I want to show you here the power of belief. The power of belief. You see, believing is a principle of the spirit. It's how it works. You see, God will not move in your life because he's feeling sorry for you. No, no, no. He, he will move because you are doing what he said you should do. My people perish for lack of what knowledge. There has to be a knowledge to move you to the place that he wants you to be. Hallelujah. You, you, will have, to, you have to reposition yourself. Or, already these things that I'm telling you, if you do these things, if you do these things, we can't have a meeting next Sunday and we are how many every today? Seven. And people will say, no, Wednesday is far, no, Pastor, I didn't have... You will hear, if you want to hear, excuse me, you will hear, there is many of them, no, Pastor, no, Wednesday is far, how could you do one? As a true disciple, my friend, you, you, you will know what to do about that. If you just practice these things that I'm telling you right now, we can't hold another service and be like this. Something has to, if, if, if we hold another service and we are like this, you know what that means? It means you didn't hear God. So I have this audio, I'm going to give it to you again. I don't know, listen to it. Hallelujah. Oh, we're talking about believing in the man of God, believing his words. Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. Who can read it? Believe in the Lord your God 
and you shall be established. The word established is firmness. When you believe in God's word, you know there's a firmness. You, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you become unmovable, unshakable in life, regardless of what is happening in your life. There's something that you are believing. You know, you know that God said this. You are firm by the power of the Spirit that holds you in the word. Hallelujah. But he didn't end there. He now says, he now says, he now he, he goes on to say this. And then he says, you shall be told, believe his prophets. Believe his prophets. And what will happen? You shall prosper. Other versions is the word succeed. You see, uh, a, a prophet, a man of God, is in your life to guide you. You see, for example, let me give you an example. <clears throat> the word of God will not tell you what to wear tomorrow. There's no direct scripture that will say, okay, no, tomorrow you put on a page. No, that will not happen. It will not tell you that, no, John is not the right person to be your friend. Uh, but no, I think James, yeah, he doesn't have everything, but I think, <laughs> you see what I mean? So, he, the man of God is now there to give you guidance in the moment. And, and, and when you adhere to that guidance, Bible says there's a prosperity that's coming, there's a success that's coming as a result of that guidance. Believe ye his prophet, and you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, this is very, very important. There has to be a voice in your life. Not all voices have been legalized to cause you to succeed in life or to cause you to prosper. No, 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 no. There's a voice. He says, believe his prophet. He didn't say you believe your own. He said he is God's prophet. There are people that God will raise in your life and put in your life for the purpose of this success. There are some mistakes that you made, which if you had spoken with the man of God with regards to that issue, it wasn't gonna, the results were not going to happen the way they happened. Hallelujah. But it's as a result, you, you, you did it in your own. You see, there has to be a voice of accountability. Hallelujah. Do you understand this? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, 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 very important. You're supposed to have me. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much like that. It's pretty much, there has to be a voice. There has to be the voice. You see, some people will say, oh yeah, I've been led by the Spirit. Yes, you will if you have been taught. But if you've not been taught, you can't even be led by the Spirit. Say, no, Pastor, show me where is it saying like that in the scripture. Yes, I can show you. Who, who, who remembers Samuel? God was speaking to Samuel, calling him. But Samuel uh, was not responding to God. Now, here's a picture that I want to give you so that you just understand what I'm talking about. God called Samuel. Are you telling me God is not seeing that Samuel is going to hell? To hell? Why did God stop Samuel? Say, ah, stop, it's me calling you. Stop, stop. Why didn't God, why, why didn't God do that? It's not how you operate. It's not how you operate. God has left the training to his servants. He doesn't do training. 
Who has ever been trained by God? Who, who, who can you point at in the Bible? Even Jesus himself. He was not trained by God. Bible lets us know about Jesus, how that he could be found in synagogues. Who are found in synagogues? They are the ones who did train him. So you, you can't be right to say, no, me I'll be, and I'm led by the Spirit. I don't have to hear what the pastor is saying, me I'll be led by the Spirit. No, there's no such a thing. There's an order that God has set in his church, and he can't break it. When the voice of a man of God is absent in your life, it means there's another voice that's present. And we all know the results. You will have to learn to understand by the Spirit how to hear the voice of the man of God. You can hear it, but sometimes you can't hear it. Um, do you know the certain people who you have known so much, they extend when you call them, ah, how are you? And then I'm fine. They've said I'm fine, but because you know them, you know they're not fine. Oh, no, 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 please, what's, what's the matter? Talk, talk, talk to me. David said, he spoke once, I heard you. There's such a thing. You you learn your man of God when he speaks. When he speaks in your life. Ooh. Glory to God. Please be upstanding. Thank you.